Today, I talk with Gigi Raglan about her recent Denver Post article titled Snowshoe to Solitude on her snowshoeing trip to the west side of Rocky Mountain National Park, which you guessed it, is in Grand County. Gigi specializes in travel, sustainable topics, adventure, and food writing. She has written for regional, national, and international print and online publications. Her subjects range from the ordinary to the extraordinary to include culinary getaways, cycling the Camino de Santiago, llama trekking, to covering green hotel design. Sit back and enjoy. Hey Gigi, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Gaylene? I am doing great, thank you. It's great seeing you virtually. <laughs> you too, as always. But I know you're going to be coming back up to Grand Lake this spring, so I'll get to see you in person. Yes. Yeah. Well, you just had a fabulous article in the Denver Post, well, it was last month, so I'm a little behind, that came out on February 20th about snowshoeing on the western side of Rocky Mountain National Park, which is in Grand County. Yes, it is. It is. So tell me one of your favorite trails or what's your favorite thing about snowshoeing on our side of the park? Well, it really is, in some ways, a hidden gem because very few people, I suppose, know that you can snowshoe or that there's snow activities on the west side of the park and in Grand Lake. Grand Lake has a number of trails too that you can snowshoe and they're great. For instance, you can take forested trails if it's windy out and you're protected by the forest and you may see tracks of wildlife which is fantastic and it just offers a completely different perspective in winter on the west side of the park there are so few people I think part of it is primarily maybe it's the drive from Denver, but in actuality, the drive is maybe 30 minutes longer than it would take to get to Estes Park from the airport. So my favorite thing in the park is just really you have these fantastic views. If it's a bluebird bird day in Grand Lake, you just see the lake as you're driving in and the mountain range and uh, it's just completely stunning and you know you're in for a treat that day and you get to the park and maybe there's two cars ahead of you but that's it there's very few people so you essentially have the park to yourself in a way and you have this great sense of wonder when you look at all of this magnificent untracked untrammeled beauty in front of you you know that is so true you made a good point about feeling like you have the park to yourself. And that's what you get in the winter time. It's so lovely. You can go on trails that no one's been on. And it's spectacular. It's like the first, you're the first person that's ever been on that trail. Like you are an explorer. And you're discovering, wow, I can't wait to tell my friends about this because it's phenomenal. And there's nobody else here. So That's one of the exciting elements. But I have to say, if you're the more challenging snowshoes would be on the east side, but but the scenic beauty and the historic beauty on the west side and the solitude you get is amazing. And for me, the history of the west side, you know, the ranching, guest ranch, tourism, it's really lovely. I mean, of the homesteaders that settled there in the late 1900s, early 20th century and made a go of it. 
I don't think many people know that there were people that tried to ranch, people that tried to farm, dairy farm, all in the Kawanichi Valley area. And um, some of them succeeded because they transitioned into becoming guest ranches, like the Hallsworth site, where I went snowshoeing and I loved, for me, history and the history of the place and being out in this big, wide open valley and, and looking across to the Never Summer Range and the Continental Divide, like how lucky were they to live in this wonderful place? But they had to wear buffalo skins in the winter and we have our high-tech jackets, right? So, exactly. Yeah, and we didn't have to hack into the river to get water. Right. I love the story of taking their clay wagons over to Grand Lake and chopping out ice so that they would have ice. Yeah. It's just, it had to be hard living, but Definitely. those people had to also, like you said, just love being in the mountains. Yeah, and Hallsworth actually has... The site itself still has the ice house that they used. And they have, let's see, the taxidermy cabin that Papa Houseworth used. And Mama's cabin is there where she fixed all the meals for travelers. So it's a really nice historic site to see. And it's a beginner's trail. So anybody could walk over there. If, If you can walk, like everybody says, you can snowshoe. So, <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah, and but I went with a guide because I I kind of like having company when I go snowshoeing and and I wanted to hear some of the things she had to say about the area and also about nature and how the animals wildlife survived and more of a naturalist take on the whole area which she provided and I I really enjoyed that aspect. Her name is Coyote Snow. Yes. He offers snowshoe and cross-country ski tours, private tours, on the west side of the park. And I believe her website is coyotetours.com. And coyote is K-A-I-Y-O-T-E. <laughs> okay. I'll put a link down. It is nice to have somebody over on our side that has that wealth of information to share with our visitors. You are so well versed on Grand Lake. What would be something or what was something that she shared with you that you weren't aware of? Hmm. Well, she did speak of the ditch, which we see, and also talking about the Colorado River as the drainage through the Kiwanichi Valley and that Really, the water drains west, but most of it goes to East Colorado from the ditch. But I think we also learned about tracking, looking at wildlife tracks, and I was able to discern different types of wildlife from her, and um, we actually saw a coyote (laughs) Um, (laughs) in it, and she explained how they look for voles, the little animal that lives underneath the barrier of snow and how coyotes hunt for them. So uh, it's kind of cute. They look like a cat and they pounce in the snow because they hear them. And she explained this to me while we were by the Colorado River and there was an opening and we kind of leaned our ears to where the water was coming through and you could hear that gurgling. And so her explanation 
about uh, coyotes and foals was the same kind of thing where coyotes would lean their ear to the snow and they could hear the voles underground. And so they would know where to pounce. So I thought that was a nice way to describe the river and also wildlife and how they hunt in winter. In winter. That's so neat. I know wildlife have it so hard in the winters. Well, Gigi, thank you so much. And everybody needs to read your article in the Denver Post, February 20th, 2022, called Snowshoe to Solitude. Well, Gigi, it's always great seeing you. And I know that I'm going to see you in a couple months. Yes. So I appreciate it. You take care. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. 